All right, guys. Well, I'm just going to jump into it. So today's episode on Dad Debate features a good friend of mine, a good friend of Jason's. He is a father himself. He is a cast member on The Hills. He is an entrepreneur, a businessman. And if you live in Los Angeles, shoot, if you live in Miami, New York, or Los Angeles, and you don't know who Frankie Delgado is, honestly, I, I don't, it's impossible. Everyone knows who Frankie Delgado is. So rather than jump into the dad stuff, Frankie, I think let's just start at the very beginning. Our, our, our paths cross as well as like with Jason. And so I would love to just like, I think there's a lot of people that don't know as someone who lived with you as your roommate and as a friend of yours, your story is not only inspiring, but it's, I, I don't, I don't want to just, I would love to just have you start at the beginning of like where you were born, how you made your way to LA, if you're comfortable sharing anything. Cause I just think that's just so cool. Well, thank you, Talon and Jason for having me. Um, I feel honored to be a part of this dad podcast. Um, and I feel honored uh, to see as a big brother to have seen you grow to the guy you are now today, Talon. Um, I saw you as you were like graduating high school and I took it upon myself to bring you under my wing to LA. And I remember a lot of really fun times that we shared a lot of bonding, a lot of like, like ups and downs. And, 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 you know, we, we went through a lot, but I think it, it all went to a place where like you are who you are today. And by the way, who I am today. Yeah. Um, if it, if it, if it wasn't for your pops um, sitting us down and give yeah. and giving us some shit sometimes, you know, and, and putting us in place, uh, I don't think I would have gotten my head straight as well. Well, that's but Roger. I'm sure Roger's put uh, Jason's head on straight a couple times too. Oh, Jason being a headlock, bro. Roger, straight bro. up headlock. God. Big Roger is an inspiring guy. Your mom uh, was also like a like a like a perfect person to give me advice throughout, throughout a lot of things. A lot of those barbecues, your little brother. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember just growing up with you and like, and, and being able to share all these uh, memories with you specifically. Um, and it was pretty cool to like hear that you're in Nebraska, like a complete new guy. It's and- pretty wild. You know, I appreciate all those things. I think we have a lot to talk about as you can hear. I'll start being, so where I met Frankie was, is, we we were roommates, so we actually rented a huge house in the Hollywood Hills, and it was like I was really young. Frankie was really young. We were in good shape. We didn't have dad bods. We ate Fred Siegel Cafe every day. The dream dog. I mean, things. But we always Frankie always used to get um chicken cutlets. With lemon, extra lemon. That was the way to move. <laughs> the hasn't changed. And I was so, you know what though? Every time I eat that, I I think about you. It's it's funny. And I and everyone's like, why do you put lemon on it? I'm like, dude, you gotta put the lemon on it. It's all but, about the lemon. But like, but to be honest, man, uh I wanna I wanna, I wanna get things here clear. Um yeah. I couldn't afford those meals. Yeah. And okay. and Talon knew that. And Talon took it upon himself to always make sure that I was able to eat at that same table with everyone. And that um, I'll never forget that, that you, you backed me on a lot of dinners uh, that I couldn't afford just yet. And like I said, your dad was a big inspiration. Um, 
seeing that red Ferrari outside his, his place made me want to get one one day. And uh, till Raj, we're in the Ferrari He's club. The only one with a Ferrari. Oh, you have a Ferrari now? A red one, just like your you and, So you and Jason have, you have a Ferrari, Jason? No. McLaren. He has a blue, he has a blue, uh, what is it? McLaren. Oh God. Okay. So, okay. And I have an F-150, <laughs> so I'm not there yet. So don't tell Raj, but I'm not there yet. But, uh, you know, listen, Frankie, money is only monetary. And I oh, think, I know. and I think that the reality is like, I, we learned so much during that period. We grew up in a world that was full of celebrities, a world full of, you know, excess, a world of, you know, you open up doors to just so many people. It was just, you know, it was a wild time. And I think coming down from that was kind of a little bit, for me at least, a little bit like depressing. But now that I've come through it, it's 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 something I look back on as some of the most fun I've ever had in my life. And when people are like, dude, you live in Nebraska. Like, aren't you bored? I'm like, dude, I had more fun than you will ever have in your whole life in five or six years of my life. You've been there, done that. I'm, I had so much fun. I still like to have fun. So yeah, Frankie and I lived together. We had a really good time, had a lot of fun. Frankie, you were born in Mexico? So I was born in San Diego. Okay. Um, I was born in San Diego. My parents had me in San Diego, but they took me back to Tijuana. And uh, it was a very common thing that was happening in, in Tijuana so that I could be, be an American citizen, you know, so I could be a U.S. citizen and I could have a better life. Uh, opportunities, I guess. Right. So I can have that American dream opportunity. And uh, I went to school in San Diego every day of my life. So I would have to cross the border every day, wake up at 530 in the morning, 5 a.m. So I could get to class by 8 8 a.m. All through my childhood, like from third grade and on. So I did my elementary. I did my high school. I did my college out there. And then after college um, at San Diego State, I went to uh, I went to L.A. Being in LA my first year, like I immediately uh, booked a TV show on MTV and uh, it was called 24-7. So I was at the VMAs for my own reason. Talon was at the VMAs with Jason and 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 and, and Lauren and Kristen for their show, Laguna Beach. It was going to get announced uh, at the VMAs. And I remember that I was there and I was talking about going. I was hosting a party at that point. My, my show had already come out. And I was hosting a party at Privé, I think, uh, in Miami. And it was during Hurricane Katrina, if I remember correctly. This is Hurricane right. Katrina. That's yeah. right. That's right. So I meet Talon at, as I'm talking about the clubs in town. Like, yo, I want to go. I'm like, let's fucking go. Let's fucking party. Yeah. And we all go out. And we fucking have the best time of our life that night. And suddenly he was like, yo, can I, I should stay a couple of days more out here. And I'm like, sure. And then Brody joined. That's Brody. right. I have pictures of Brody and Talon on the same bed sleeping next to each other. <laughs> that was so, that, that was, was so, that was, that was a wild, uh, extra two days. Let's put it that way. It was, wild. we had the extra two days, the three of us in one room, because obviously we were still like coming up. Right. So we had to afford one room together. Yep. And then when he came back, he's like, yo dude, I, I'm moving to LA. I don't care what you say. I'm like, I'm like, dude, we have an extra room at our place. Like come, come join our new place. He's like, Really? I could just join. I'm like, yeah, sure. You were living with Pace, right? With Pace and Bradley. Yep. Okay. Well, I still see Bradley. Bradley lives down the street from me. He's also a dad. Oh, okay. 
He's wow. about he, he he's a dad of two. Um and uh so it's Bradley, me and Pace and Talon in this like amazing Hollywood Hills mansion with like uh I when live, I say I amazing in- when he says amazing, like we had a pool, indoor pool with an a chandelier over it. It was freaking insane. I don't think that was up to code, but no, no. <laughs> The craziest part is going up there and town's like, yeah, I got a house up in LA. We go up there and you guys, it, this place was like 6,000 square feet indoor pool. It was the most incredible layout. With the best view, with the best yeah. view to the city. Remember Deborah Messing lived uh, behind, underneath us. The bottom. We'd see her in her Porsche. And, we, and I remember like. Thinking, I remember you, you, you would, you would go run without your shirt on so you could run into her. I probably did. You know, I probably did. And I, you know, probably had no muscles. I was just like this skinny guy. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so it's just so much fun. So from there we live together. So let's fast forward to today. So today you worked in nightlife, you worked in events, but today, like you seem like a really established business guy. Like I see all the brands that you're working with the influencers you're working with, you clearly have utilized this network that you've worked so long and so hard to build and um, people that trust you, that like you. I just think it's really cool um, kind of how you leverage that and kind of made it sort of your business. And tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think it was a, it was a forced, it was a forced pivot situation and moment in life for me um, when the pandemic started. Uh, you know, I was, I was very comfortable and, um, cocky about what was going on in my life. Like I thought everything was all good and gravy and everything could, nothing could go wrong, you know? And, and I had my two kids, my wife, uh, I was having the best year of my life, the first three months and suddenly the pandemic happens and it's like, boom, no more job, no more, no more money coming in every month. And, um, Obviously, no one's prepared for that moment to say like, hey, so now what do I do? Right. So how do I change from like having the hottest club in L.A. to like you have no club? You truly find out who your friends are at that point, who checks in on you every day, who cared about you losing your job or like everything you had, you know, and and, and, and check up on you to make sure that you were able to feed your family and stuff like that because who who would have thought that like a pandemic like so many people they're like in the restaurant and service industry just completely wiped out like we're not talking like a slow burn we're talking like just white especially in yeah. california just from dumb. one day to the other it was like you had a job you don't have a job mm-hmm. and it's like and you can't go find jobs because nobody's open yeah. and the people that have jobs is because they used to do like things like they're nurses, doctors, they're essential working, right? So we weren't called essential for some reason. I don't think partying was essential, but um, depends when you it, ask, and it depends, <laughs> it depends when you ask me. You know, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we all need a little party in our life to make sure that some sadness. Sometimes you just need to like let go. Yeah. But. Uh, that the, the 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 pandemic hits. I have no job. I don't know what to do with my life. I'm talking to Jason every day of my life because he's like, we were we were shooting season two of the hills at that point, and uh, 
that stopped completely as well. So we were kind of all like checking up on each other and what was going on. And I started going, I started getting really uh, worried because I, I, I was a realist where I was like, this isn't going nowhere. This is going to be here for a year at least. And I'm not going to be able to like bring in any income from uh, having a nightclub and stuff like that. And the Hills, which is a good income as well, was also on stop. Right. So my, my, my two ways of making money, I didn't have no passive income type of money. And I was thinking like, so what am I going to do? Like, like I have little money, but like, I, I don't know if I can like to like pay my car. So, so the, I freaked out. I called everybody I knew who could take over my lease of my cars. And if I could put my, my house payments on hold and, and um, instead of working so freaked out i had to like calm down and, and jason helped me a lot in that world jason really helped me figure out like who i truly was in in the sense of business we started talking about any business opportunities that we could either partner with or just like for myself and i realized really quickly that um I mean, having two kids doesn't help the pressure of like, yo, you got two kids, dude. You got you to make it I work. Think, I think the kids is the biggest factor here because like when you have kids, your shame goes out the window and it's just adapt or die. It's like, yeah, I don't want them to like, like when you're like a single dude or you're just like married, you're like, it's all right. Maybe we'll just figure it out. But like when you have kids, it's like adapt or die. You're like, you're, there's no shame in your game. You're like, whatever I need to do to keep my, my current you know, living situation, I'll do it. Right. Well, it's and, like, and Frankie. So there's a lot of people that there's millions of people in your situation, right? This is something that's in, impacted, impacted me and seeing, I have a lot of friends that have gone through what you're going through. You know, how did this impact your family? You know what I mean? Like everything, obviously you're going through your stuff, but how did this impact your family? And I know obviously walking through it, but if you're open to sharing, I think a lot of people can relate to this and it can be very insightful is how did you, how did, how did it impact your family and, and what did you do? So as I'm going through this and I'm having a good support system with my, with a couple of friends, including Jason, I, I realized that it's first off, I don't know if most people know this, but I, I take care of a big part of my family from Tijuana to all the way up here in LA. I moved my parents in with me so that they didn't have to work no more. You take care of a lot of people. I mean, it's it is is you have you have your your parents, your external family, you have your immediate family, your wife, your two kids. Yeah, and um, and then I have like family that I wanted to help because not only did I get affected, like my sister got affected, my uncles got affected, my aunts got affected, my cousins got affected. So everybody, I I, I just had to be the rock of the family and um, and and figure out how we were gonna how I was going to be able to survive this. And like you said, like it's, it's adapt or, or die type of that type of feeling. And I quickly moved into like this thought process of marketing for influencers. Since I had all these influencers, the owner of SB Sam Nazarian, he, uh, he created this company called C3 on the side and it's a ghost kitchen company. And uh, so the, the way that a ghost kitchen gets discovered is by like people talking about it. So I kind of suggested like, hey, dude, why don't we do this like influential marketing, send it to all the influencers, these boxes of crispy rice, which look really cool. 
you open it and you get your sushi like in little assortments and people like to post that stuff. So I'm like, I'll ask my friends to post it. And then maybe this, so that grew into a company that started Wait, like, hold oh, on, you, you are the crispy rice guy. I am the crispy you rice part, guy. You are the crispy I'm, rice guy. You're, you're the, dude. I'm a big, I'm a, I'm the, I'm a big part of the crispy rice. I am uh, so freaking jealous of the people that I watch open crispy rice. I tell my wife, why is this not in Omaha? Because Omaha is so behind in terms of like those ghost kitchens and those types of things. Honestly, that is freaking awesome. Because I'm a so huge let's, let's I'm put a, some I'm a fan of crispy rice without ever trying it and without <laughs> knowing you were the guy. I'm a fan of it just from a branding standpoint. I love it. It's awesome. So that that was part of like the beginning of like my pivoting. With that came a lot of brands calling me like, yo, did you, were you responsible for this? I'm like, yeah, well, I, I was doing the influential marketing part of it, you know, to make sure that everybody would get it in their hands. So will you help me with my company? And it's, we, we, it started with a company called uh, Nux, which is like kind of like an active wear for women. So I started sending it to all my friends that were girls, that were models or my wife's girlfriends. And they all started wearing it and they all started tagging it because it's like when you get a gift during the pandemic, you, you thought you were getting a million dollars in your, in your bank account. You know, like well, it's like that was after you wiped it down with bleach and you like fucking wore gloves in the garage. But at least that was me. But yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. 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 I, I know how you are, Kypochondra. Oh, you should have seen it. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy, bro. I had a full station in my garage where I would clean shit with gloves. And Before then I, it came in the house. And it came in the house. And then after like three months, I'm like, this is just stupid. This is stupid. What yeah. am I doing? <laughs> Through all that, right? So I'm like now, now like getting other other companies coming and, and, and coming at me and, and asking me. So I started asking for equity now, right? I'm now I'm not too worried about the cash. I'm worried about like, hey, can I get equity? Because I'm seeing these brands grow and grow and grow. And I think that I had a lot to do with it because of the marketing plan that I was putting together for them. And um it's been a journey and in, in, in a big roller coaster of ups and downs and tears and laughter and, and, and moments that I never thought I could ever adapt because let's be honest here, dude, I wasn't waking up early ever in my life. And for it to be like, now I don't have a job at night and now I'm waking up early. I started to realize what a morning was, right? What, what, what that mornings exist. And it's funny because all my friends now see me in the morning eating breakfast is like, Oh, so that's what you call breakfast. It's like a running joke because it's like, oh, no wonder you needed coffee in the morning. Like it, 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 it's, it's something that I just didn't know it existed. All my life, I've been waking up at 10 a.m., 11 a.m., 12 p.m. Like because of like being hungover or being in a club too, too late and stuff like that. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know how beautiful it was to wake up with my kids. Now, I'm not taking them to school, but I'm taking them to their Zoom station, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're going to Zoom. They're going to Zoom class. You know, it, 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 it's. It was embarrassing at some point to have to call the school and say, "Hey, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make the payments this month. Um, can you guys help me out a little bit here and give me like some financial aid or something?" And it, it all started like that, and it all became like one of those things where I'm like, "You said it first. Like, there's no shame at this point." It was like, you know, just, I think there's a lot of parents that are very well off that during this pandemic, we're forced to call the school. Like, I don't think you were the only one that called the school and was like, hey man, I need financial aid. I think they got a ton of calls. Um, yeah. 
And I think like, it's been a really, it's been difficult for sure. Sorry. Well, I mean, Frankie, what I hear you saying, man, which is like, is crazy. is like, you had this, this shocking, everybody had this shocking moment and it was like this, you know, the, you know, sink or swim type of situation. And you went through all these trials and tribulations and you, you kept your head above water though. And you're able to see it in a different light now is not only did all great change proceed through chaos, you were able to take what you were good at, utilize your relationships, your contacts and pivot and create something that was sustainable and that you're able to develop, which is very commendable because a lot of people want to just give up number one, but number two, the biggest thing that stands out to me is that although you were being there supportive and stuff for your family and you're a great dad, I know that I know you're a great person, but this pandemic and everything that happened, allotted you to grow closer to your family. Would you, would you agree with that? So, so yeah, I think that's where I was going with this. It was a, that like waking up early, learning to like, to like make their milk, their, their little chocolate milks and their eggs or like, they're, they're, I mean, there was a time where my, my wife didn't even know I knew how to make French toast. Right. And I made some French toast for the kids and she was like, Oh, she was like ready to be like, come save the day. And then my daughter takes a little bite of it. And he's like, Oh my God, daddy, these are the best French toast I've ever had in my life. And my wife was in a total shock that first off I knew how to make French toast. Second off, that they were great. And third off, she was like a little sad that like I made better French toast than my wife. And, <laughs> and, 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 and she, uh, she started making excuses. Well, you put too much butter or you put too much syrup or this. Or I'm, I'm like, hey, whatever. Well, well, wives always make the healthier version, right? So like the dads come in, they're like extra cinnamon, extra sugar. Let's just make Yeah, this yeah. I was, like, I was like double egg, double milk, double cinnamon, double syrup, double butter, double everything. But it was pretty cool to see that. That warmed my heart. So that made me want to like always like, those are the little things that I wasn't doing at the house. I was, I, I was used to like, bringing in the bacon, you know, but not like in that, in that form. Now, now I'm like, I'm, you know, bringing that in the actual like, bacon. you're bringing in the actual, you're yeah. cooking the, by the way, I'm cooking it and I'm bringing it and I'm going to the store and, and buying it. And, and it's, and it's crazy because you, you, I remember reference, referencing this to the Will Ferrell movie where he's like, yo, so what, what are you doing on the, tomorrow? It's like, dude, I, I can't, I can't tomorrow because I got to go to Home Depot and, and maybe if I have time, I'll go to like, uh target right or like something like that and that to me is my day now like hey dude like my boy uh you remember john paul gp he just texted me he goes yo what are you doing man you want to you want to hang out i'm like oh bro i i gotta go to costco with my wife tonight today maybe after costco and and uh it's it's real life situation that i never thought that i even i hadn't been to costco since i was a little kid with my with my mom now I go to Costco. Now I'm going like, like I'm, I'm going through the aisles. I know where the stuff's at. And I'm like, oh, babe, no, the milk's over here. Like, I'm, I'm correcting her where things are at. Like, and she's like, whoa, like, who, who is this guy? Like, I don't know if this existed. I think that made me feel like, wow, I'm complete. I, I'm complete now more than I've ever been in my life. I feel a lot more closer to God and closer to my family than I've ever been in my life. Because I feel like if this didn't happen, I would have never known what a morning was with my kids, what it is to read them a book, to go to sleep and go to sleep right next to them and wake, like, which, which is something I never did because I was always at work or going to meetings or going to dinners or going to this. So I didn't know what it was to 
go to sleep with them and every day and like waking up with them. And, and it was like, it was like rise and shine. You know what I mean? Like, so I am so thankful that there was this humbleness that happened to me because without it, I don't think I, I, I might've been in trouble at some point with, with, with my family. You know, I, I just, even though I took care of them and I did everything I could, that wasn't enough. Now, now I know that this is what it is to be a family guy, a dad, a father, a, a husband, a, a real brother to my sister. Like I call her like mostly every day, but I try to talk to her as often as possible. I try to talk to my cousin. You remember little Victor, yeah. my cousin? Yeah. So he, I want to try he, his taco joint. He's killing it, dude. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of him. If anybody in LA wants to go try his tacos, tacos, 1986, He's on another level. This is real. We're oh, from good. Tijuana, you know, so yeah. so we knew what a real taco was. I remember taking talent to the best taco joint in Tijuana. Remember, I took you. Yep. He took me to like a quinceanera and then. I took you to a quinceanera. I drove well. my Audi. We drove my Audi to Tijuana. And, and then we went to Rosarito. Yeah. God, it was so. Oh, we did. We went to Rosarito. With Brian and Jordan. That's right. Oh, my oh, God. That was so. And listen, this isn't like a Mexico, like, like Cabo, like it was really a great trip. I got to not only see where Frankie, you know, his parents lived in parts of Tijuana that I, I think, you know, people def definitely don't go to. I don't mean they're like rough or anything. I just mean like it was an authentic experience and it was really cool. It was an awesome experience. Um, I, I, I think the Hills should do a little trip out there and show people like where I'm from and um, show them like where my beginnings were, you know, because it's, it's 100%. a really, really, it's a really different beginnings uh, compared to other people, you know, and, and I think talent experienced it like, like as it was, right. It's changed a lot now. Right. I've heard like now it's getting bigger and better and, and, yeah. and a lot nicer. And yeah. they're, they're, it's definitely, it's, but, but my point was the tacos out there are so incredible. I think it's the best taco in all Mexico, Tijuana tacos. And we brought that experience to LA, my cousin, went and, and 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 ran with it and he's now got five stores all over the city in LA which it's it's hard to start a brick and mortar with a, with like no credit and having to build your credit to get a lease and and raising money to build the place like like we we did we didn't come from like a parents that had money so we had just like this money to just invest you know it's just been such a great thing to see my cousin grow to see my 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 family grow here in LA. Uh, I never thought in a million years that I would be like living this this world with with kids and and this most amazing wife and my parents living with me. I mean, town. I, I know I haven't seen you in forever in real life. Like, I'm like I don't even know. I mean, I feel like we could do a whole other episode on just catching up, but it's like yeah. just a phone call. You know, I'm probably gonna just call you next week. Now I got your number again. I'm just gonna be like, what up, bro? I'm just gonna be like, what up, bro? And and, and I'll be and like, I'm at Costco. I'm like, dude, they got uh, they have wild sea bass on sale. It's uh, and it's in aisle like A4, bro. You got to get it. Hurry. Yep, yep. That's what we're gonna be talking about nowadays. But I do want you to come out here one day and, and maybe come come. I want. I don't know, man. I think like you were such an inspiration as a young man to me, and to see you grow on the the guy you were because you were so hospitable to me. You know, you were so like always taking care of me. I was like the big brother with advice, but you were like the big brother to me that like, with, uh, this is just honest truth, dude. You were like taking care of me some, sometimes. You, 
if I didn't have clothes, like cool clothes to go to a red carpet event or something, like Talon's like, yo, use my new. And he's like, it still has the tag. He's like, I don't care. I'll just buy more tomorrow. Like you were that oh, guy. Dude, that was when we had like, like the, remember we were doing those appearances and stuff. Like yeah. appearances, bro. They just like pay you like crazy. You're like, shit, I'm 19 years old. I got 250 grand. Fuck it. Let's go get some Chrome hearts. Remember yeah. Chrome hearts and like whatever. It was crazy. You were the opposite of, of anything anyone ever even could think of. He was just so giving. And uh, yeah, I'll never forget like all no, these restaurants. A lot, of, a lot of opportunities I met was through Talon because Talon was like, we can go to this dinner. We're going to sit with all these people. I knew the people, but I couldn't, I couldn't afford to go sit at these like Nobu dinners or like Matsuhisa or like Koi uh, or go get the tables at the clubs. And he's like, yo, yo, I got the tables and I got bottles on me. Like it was, he was so, he was just very generous, man. And, and, and I thank you. I never, I never really told you this, but I, I thank you so much for always having my back. You deserved it, dog. I mean, I appreciate it, but you deserved it. There's no, there's no need to thanks. Everything comes around. You know, I think, uh, I always say, you know, that time in my life, I don't really, I kind of black everyone out except for you. That's kind of the only person, you're kind of the only person that I relate that period in my life and the good times and the things we learned and the craziness. And it was, it was just, it was a lot of fun. It was a learning experience. And I, I'm really thankful that it happened in my life and that we did it together. It was really cool. How funny is how life turns around now and me and Jay are now like golfing buddies and, and we're on the hills again. And we're, we literally have conversations about he's about to have another baby and we get these conversations, you know, it's like, it's like the conversation we used to have back then have nothing to do with the conversation we have today. He's like, Oh dude, you should see what Delilah did today. And I'm just like, Oh bro, look at what Isabella did today. Like, it's like, we're just proud in a different way of things. Like, like, instead of like saying the other words, like, like, Oh, we went to the club and you should have seen who was there. Like you don't even like that doesn't even exist in the vocabulary anymore. And it's, it's cool to see where we've come from and where we where we're at today, and seeing everyone grow in their own special way. And to to me, it it will always be like, look at the little bro. He like he he moved away. He built his family. He's in Nebraska. He's happy in Nebraska. There's there's a thing being in Nebraska, and then there's being happy out there, right? It was my and, choice. Um, my wife's from here, but I was like, it's cheaper. I work online. Like, let's just move to Nebraska. Talon, I, I, I want to piggyback onto what Frankie said, uh, you know, about you, you, you're the most loving, caring, kind individual. I mean, I, we've known each other for 25 years and, uh, you know, so it's, and Frankie, everything you said about that, but it's just, it's cool. A lot of people don't know in this triangulation that I met, I know Talon, Talon introduced me to Frankie, Frankie. I mean, there's such a domino effect that we, I mean, we, Frankie, I think this kind of in summarization of your story, what I really took away is that you realize that you were almost missing out on stuff. And if this stuff didn't happen, you wouldn't be able to experience the stuff that you're experiencing today, which I feel like in our conversations are the most important things to you. Yeah, I I, I definitely would have missed out on a lot of beautiful moments in my life. And your kids would I, never know what good French toast tastes like. Yes. You know what I mean? I, I really do make the best French toast. They would think I, they would they would think French toast just is is terrible and they just smile at their mom and say, Thank you so much. No, your mom, yeah. your wife, your wife probably makes great French toast. I don't mean it like that. No, I'm I'm serious, man. The 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 the, the beauty of like what I've now been able to to experience is is 
I thank God every day. Like this is, this is, this is straight up. I wake up and I thank God every day that I can honestly be with my family every day. There's nothing more special. There's nothing more important. It's been so beautiful to be able to now see my kids every day, see them grow when their teeth fall off, be able to be the Easter bunny. I mean, not the Easter bunny, the, the tooth fairy. Tooth fairy. Um, and I, and and just to see my 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 kids every day be be excited to be with me it, it's just there's nothing to this there's there's nothing comparable and there and and by the way that's why I am going to continue this lifestyle from here and out whether the world comes back to normal or whatever it is to me this is normal to me this is my happiness now and 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 if this is how life would be from here and out I'd be perfectly fine with like completely excited about every day happening because I get to see my kids every day, all day and my wife and my parents. So it's, it's definitely something that everybody, if they haven't experienced it, they should, and they should be excited to, to, to be part of their, their kid's life. I think what I'm kind of picking up here is that, you know, during a time of stress and obviously, you know, with COVID and everything happening, you've, found a way to, or were forced to spend more time with your family. And as a result, it's, it's kind of giving you some changes in your life that, you know, you might not have otherwise seen. And it just sounds like everything's kind of going in the right direction. And it seems like, you know, where you're headed in your career with your family, you know, it just seems like a pretty positive one. I'm super stoked for you, man. Well, yeah, you know, pivoting was one of the biggest things that I had to do um, as it pertains to just uh, being able to take care of the family, you know, putting the food on the table and being able to like continue to, uh, be able to afford, uh, our mortgage and our cars and insurance and all those things that go along with life. So I had to get, get creative and and figure out a way to like bounce back from like nightlife since nightlife was completely, uh, gone for the last year. With that said, I started a marketing company and it was, it's made me a lot happier just being able to be home and share very, very special moments with my family that I just had never been able to be there for. Like the waking up in the mornings and taking them to school to having breakfast with them every every day and making them French toast and do having lunch with them and having dinners and going to sleep really early with them and just being able to put them to bed and going to sleep with them at the same time. It was just not part of my life. And, and it just, it's fulfilled something that I just didn't know even existed in my heart. It, it's just, a, it was a, an empty space that I didn't even know that needed to be filled. Looking at the future, is this more of like a permanent pivot or is this kind of, do you see yourself going back to nightlife or do you kind of maybe like, where do you, like, what's the future hold for Frankie in terms of like from a business and family standpoint? You know what? Um, I can't really decide whether I'm going to go back to nightlife and, and be in that kind of world or not, but I could, I will definitely let be able to let you know that there's definitely going to be a big change when the world goes back to normal. Um, and I will definitely uh, value more of my family time. So nightlife might still be up in the air, but the, the fact of the matter is like now family, you know, spending time with the family is the priority kind of going forward. Yes. So if I can be, 
involved in nightlife in a more uh, like up from the office, you know, and doing the work yep. from the daytime to like put the right people in place at night, then I would definitely consider that, you know, I got to consider all my options because there's just no real telling like what if the marketing company is going to even take off even more. So but will I even have time for nightlife per se? And, um, and um, I just want to make sure my, my wife's happy with my decision. So it'll be a, a decision that I'll have to make with my wife together. And uh, she'll be a very, very big, she'll have a very, very big, big impact on my decision. Well, Frankie, I appreciate you being so open and vulnerable. You know, I actually learned a lot from you guys catching up on things that I thought I would have known about you, but I didn't. I mean, just all the way back to when you and Talon first met. So I appreciate that, man. I think a lot of people are going to relate and connect to that, but I did want to switch gears just in the limited amount of time that we have left. Uh, I wanted to ask something more on the the lighthearted side uh, with Talon and I obviously being new parents to having, you know, Talon just had his second and mine's very close to being here. Uh, what is the biggest advice you can give for those that are going to have second kids? Pay attention to your first kid. I like that. I've actually heard that from quite a few people. Is, can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yes. Um, I think that the baby, you know, um, is going to be born. It's going to get the attention of everybody. And you, you got to remember that you still have your other baby. And and uh, I know Delilah, for example, she's going to be... Uh, you know, she's going to, she's going to crave attention as well. And she's going to be like, why is everybody paying attention to this little baby? So as a dad, I think that's when you can bond the, the most with Delilah um, because you'll be able to bond with her differently than anyone else because you're, you'll be able to say, Hey, mommy's busy, but it's daddy and daddy and Delilah time, or we're going to go on date night or date day or, or a lunch date, or we're going to go to Disneyland ourselves because you know, the mom's going to have to take care of the other baby while, when it needs it, it, it needs it the most. And that's when the mom bonds with the other baby more. And um, at the same time, you know, you're gonna, like, there, there'll be the time where like, she's the mom has to go and pay attention to Delilah because she wants the mommy's attention. You know, she wants, that's her, that's her hero. And that's her, that's her mom. So you, that's where, that's where you kind of take over the, and help the mom be able to relax. So the mom gets to relax when she hangs out with Delilah. And you, which is Ashley, will hang out with Delilah, and that's will be that's that'll be her relaxing time because <laughs> Delilah won't be every second crying. You know, she'll be more like trying to be the big sister, and and I, I I think it's a, I think it's just important to just that's what I did with Isabella. You know, I I took her under my wing, and um, we got to spend a lot of time. I got her into sports, and I got her into watching sports, and going outside with me, playing basketball. I mean, she dribbles better than Talon already. Um, <laughs> That's impossible, dog. I mean, I'm freaking Larry Bird from the three jump. I love it. I, what, what, is some of the, what is some things, and I think that's really good insight, uh, especially for me, and I'd be Talon, I want, I'd be curious to hear, we'll, we'll catch up on that on your side because I want to hear what, how you're doing with it. But Frankie, what is the advice you could give us as well uh, for the wives? Like how could we be the most supportive <laughs> to our wives during that early stages of ha having that second kid? Uh, good question. Um, I think that that's something that like I missed out on because of the way I worked and I used to work really late nights. So 
I, I, I need to have a third one to be able to be with you guys on that one. But the one thing that she always really mentioned is that she just wanted to have some, some mom, some, some woman time, you know, which I always told her like, Hey, go get your nails done, go get your massage, go get your, just go take care of yourself with whatever you need to go take care of, go have your girls day and you be able to like babysit the kids or stay with the kids. <laughs> we call it babysitting for us. Right. But let you be, could be a daddy <laughs> to, the, to, your, to your kids. Um, That's actually and, a really good point that Frankie brings up. Like, I feel like why like, like mothers, they like are instinctually put their kids like so much further than themselves. Um, especially when they're so much younger, the kids, they're like, they don't, they almost forget to take time for themselves. 100%. Yeah. You know, something very important like, is the gym, you know, the gym is where they can like go and like really uh, take their stress away. Um, get, giving them their like alone time with their girls because they just want to feel young still, you know, they, they still want to feel like they're just not just, moms they can they, they still want to feel like they're still humans and uh i think that's something that me and my wife worked on through through francis and 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 i make sure that she has always the freedom to go do what she needs to go do and enjoy her day because she loves to go to home depot and and buy plants for the house and and buy gardening stuff that's what she does and she likes to have her like one hour a day to be in the gym and she likes to go get her nails done and, and she likes to get her hair done. So all those things, I think that she can't, you have to be, you have to make it easier for her to be able to go do these things by just letting her know, Hey, every day, pick your two hours. I'm going to be home for these two hours and make sure that you're, you can go do what you need to do, whether it's from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. or whether it's at 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Doesn't matter as long as she knows that she has the ability to be able to get up go have coffee and catch up with her girls, be able to go get her nails with her girls, go to the gym, go to, um, I don't know. It's just going to walk. And, and now that's super, a super good then, advice. And the other side is don't forget to just make sure to compliment uh, her every day and take her to date nights, you know, take her, make sure you take her to dinner and, and, and get, and, and, and put a little, uh, get the grandparents to come over and, and help you guys with the kids for one night, once a week, so that you can go to have a nice dinner, just the two of you and have some still, still get connected, still stay connected romantically. Right. Because you, you, you want to keep bringing her flowers and surprise her and make sure that, because that's when the law, the, the, the love goes away. That's when like sometimes Husbands get like, oh, well, what about me? Like, you just got the two kids. You never pay attention to me. But it's like, no, no, no. Help her pay attention to you by you creating opportunities for her to be able to take care of you and, and, and spend time with you so you guys can continue to be romantically linked and not just, like, disappear from each other, you know? like Well, that was the last question I was going to ask you, and you, you already answered it. It was, you know, how, how during having two kids, I mean – you know, making sure that you guys have enough time together and obviously setting up date nights and keeping that love and that luster, that stuff going between each other is obviously very, very important. And, and that's something that I commend you. I mean, being around you and seeing you, I've always, always, you know, admired, you know, that, that time that you've taken with Jen and, uh, and to be able to set that up. So I think that's a, I mean, you, you hit the last question perfectly. Especially during a time of like COVID when it's like you end up spending so much time together, 
you think that by spending so much time together, like, oh, we're having alone time, but like, it's just not the same, right? It's like, no, it, I, have, it's, I have to be honest, I've dropped the ball a lot this year on like date nights and, and, you know, being there for my wife. So I appreciate this conversation so much because I need to get back on the horse, man. I need to show my wife I love her. I need to, I need to do it. So I appreciate it. Yeah. No talent. Do you, what question do I mean? I'm curious, uh, what questions? I mean, you're in it right now. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not there yeah. yet. Do you have any questions that you need to ask Frankie for some advice on before we leave here? No, I just got two questions. The first one is easy. And I think everyone in the world knows the answer. And that is, are the Chargers going to win the Super Bowl this year? That's a yes. That'll be the first <laughs> I mean, time. Everyone, the Super Bowl. Well, you already got, you already got one of the questions wrong. Okay. The second question <laughs> is, is <laughs> the second question is, are do you guys plan on having more kids um obviously you know you, you know it's a private matter so you guys don't have to you don't have to answer it if you don't want to but are you guys going to have more kids do you see yourself having more kids kind of are you cool with what you got you know i i, I answer this question a lot to people that i always go to dinner with and like sit with my like my friends and couple other couples but looking at how the world is today it doesn't make me want to bring more children into this world. It seems pretty ugly out there, but I do believe in God. And I do believe that there, the, there's a light at the end of the tunnel and I would love to have another kid. And I think, um, Jen would love to have another kid as well. So like you're we open have, to it. You're just kind of open, open to it. it and but we're just, we, we, just want, we just want the world to be a little better. Um, before making such a decision because, you know, uh, bringing a kid into like a world where like your kids can see other kids and they can't play with each other and they can't really go to people's houses and, and you have to wear a mask everywhere and you, you don't get to socialize the same way. Like what, what they won't even know what the, the game tag is because you can't touch each other. You know what I mean? Dude, my kid reminds me to put on a mask before I go into target. Like literally <laughs> like that is his, that is his reality. His reality is dude, why am I not wearing a mask? Like something's wrong. We need to go back to the car. Like, and the only, and the only reason I say this and not to take away from what you guys are building now, because you're both having kids, but I don't blame you guys for wanting to have kids because your daughter or you have a son, right? Helen. Yeah. I have a son named Bronson who's three and then a daughter is four months old. Yeah. So having the second one, right? And I think that it's a great, it was great for you to have a second one because now they have each other right now to be around each other. And there's there's a time of bonding during this time where like, imagine, I, I, I know Delilah with Jason, I'm sure she didn't have her cousins or her friends to play with, like how she would have normally played with kids this whole time. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's definitely a big part of, of wanting us to have a second kid is, is definitely that, that bonding, that relationship and that connection with, you know, with a sibling. And I feel like once you get too far apart in age, you know, you start to like have those separations till they're older, right? It's like, you know, Jason, you obviously have older brothers and sisters, right? And it's like, I'm sure growing up, you know, the gap was kind of large on some of your siblings. My sister's 10 years older than me. Yeah. The, you know, you're just not as close to them as when you're young. Of course it all comes together when you get older, but you know, it's always but, nice to but, have a, a brother and sister. For us, Bella and Francis has been like a blessing because they've both been able to like play soccer with each other outside, play basketball, 
play Minecraft, play their Roblox, play on the on the swings, play on the on the on the little uh, jumping thing, uh, go swimming together. They watch TV together. They watch movies together. Like like they 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 have each other's company. If it wasn't for that, imagine how COVID would have felt for for Isabella. It would have been really lonely. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, man. One thing I want to add to that is like, what's in terms of video games? What's up with kids watching kids? play video games like right i'm like yo let's play video games and bronson's like no i'd rather watch this kid play video games and i'm like dude yeah my daughter watches people play super mario brothers like the <laughs> no original. way yeah. i don't, i'm not at that yet phase yet Jason, she'll sit here clear. and she, press, she 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 watches youtube videos of people playing video games and how they get to the, to the end of the level and how they win and stuff and she gets excited for the person so she's not even, and I'm like, no, but I have, I have the game. We can play it ourselves. Like, no, 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 no. I want to watch them play. It. And it's, it's a real thing. And it's weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I guess the only um, thing I can, I can think that it relates to is like, I, I don't even know. It's crazy. Well, Frankie, dude, it's just been awesome catching up with you. It's, it's been great to just hear how rich your life is you know, with your family and, you know, the love you have for your kids has evolved. And I'm just, I'm super stoked on the future for you. I'm stoked to reconnect with you. I can't wait to come to LA or Orange County and we all go to lunch. Thank you so much for joining dad debate. We appreciate uh, your story. I think a lot of people are going to be inspired by it. Thank you guys uh, for having me first and foremost. Um, It's been a pleasure catching up with you talent because i see jason on a regular basis but catching up with you has been really really cool um don't don't be straight don't be a stranger and uh if you guys ever need another dad just join the the combo hit me up i'm around always for you guys absolutely we appreciate man. you and frank 